Welcome back to Friends Like Us. Marina Franklin here, your host. This week on Friends, I have a new friend for you, Francesca Hoagie. She is a coach, speaker, writer, and podcaster. As a love coach, she teaches single people how to transcend their romantic challenges and find true love. As a life coach, she teaches rebels and seekers to truly love their lives. Francesca also teaches people about personal branding, community building, and marketing. It's good to have you here, new friend. And Francesca is offering a discount code for our listeners, but you have to listen to the episode to find out the code. Also, welcome back. We love her, Ginny Saldana. Ginny is an award-winning playwright, actor, and comedian. She is also a 17-year breast cancer survivor and advocate and rock star. Check out my dates with Sarah Silverman this month. I have two remaining after this week, Montclair, New Jersey, and Boston at the Wilbur Theater. Go to my website, marinafranklin.com, see if there's any tickets remaining. I mean, she sells out fast. I want to thank all of our listeners of Friends Like Us. Because of you, we make some pretty impressive lists. You can hear us on Google Podcasts Now, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. Review and rate us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe. That's important. Make sure you turn on the auto-download function for Friends Like Us on Apple Podcasts. You can email us at friendslikeuspodcast at gmail. Our Instagram is friendslikeuspodcast. And Twitter is friendslikeusten. Become more than a friend. Leave us a tip or donation by going to our Patreon page. Go to Patreon backslash friends like us special shout out to our patreon friends it's because of you we keep going now for our golden friends you have the option to watch our recordings live backstage that's right go to patreon backslash friends like us and be golden merch is available we have t-shirts hoodies coffee mugs face masks tank tops all available on my website weekly on my youtube channel i go live with my assistant evelyn frick my wacky friend dave juskow we give updates to the show we shout out fans who leave reviews we have surprise guest friends from the podcast stop by and sometimes we offer free stuff like tickets to comedy shows with friends like us it'll help you feel not so alone because more content is on the way tell a friend you know to check us out stay safe wash those dirty little hands wear a mask still if you want to get vaccinated booster hub and black lives matter <laughs> yeah i'm ready to rock i'm here with jenny saldana and a new friend francesca hoji <laughs> Did I say it wrong? (laughs) (laughs) Is it Hoagie or Hoagie? It's Francesca Hoagie. Francesca Hoagie. I was going to say Hoagie like the sandwich. (laughs) Welcome. Welcome. This is the dating app show. So Francesca Hoagie, it's our first time meeting you. And it's such... I've been looking over your profile. You're amazing. So thank you, thank you for joining us because Jenny and I need help. Oh. <laughs> Lots of Well, it. thank you for having me. And I'm excited to be here. This is one of my favorite topics. So let's rock. <laughs> so tell this. me, like, what made you start? Because I was seeing your story. Can you tell us, like, what made you, what was the catalyst for being, like, because you were... A uh, corporate lawyer? Yes. Are you still a corporate no. lawyer? No. I retired from the bar years ago at this point. Wow. <laughs> I, reti- so I officially retired from the bar just, so it, I, just to take it off the table. I didn't want it to be a plan B, so I, I eliminated it. Um, but I am someone who I've, I was a romantic child 
I always wanted love. I dreamed of growing up and having love and romance, and I was in love with love, and yet I felt very unlovable. Um, and so I didn't kind of do the uh, um, a more typical thing where people start, you know, having relationships and and dating, you know, actively in high school and college. I didn't do that. So I found myself actually as a lawyer, graduated from law school back in New York City, which is where I'm from, working at a big law firm. And I'm like, I want to have a relationship and I have no idea how to make this happen. And then um, there's also just a lot of shame about being an adult who doesn't date and doesn't have relationships. And so I had to just decide that if this was going to change, I needed to change it. It wasn't changing on its own. So I went on this journey of teaching myself how to date. And I started just getting on match.com. <laughs> I didn't know what else to do. And just figuring it out and just started going on dates and being like, okay, this isn't working. This isn't working. And just, I was determined. So I just kept on figuring it out. I kept on going forward. I kept on saying, all right, well, I, I started to look at the patterns that were emerging and be like, okay, how do I break this pattern? How do I? So I just sort of was my own first client in that I literally, I, I was like, I have to teach myself how to flirt. I have to teach myself how to get a date. I need to teach myself how to get asked on a second date because once I started going on dates, I wasn't getting asked on second dates. So I, I was like, okay, uh, I'm apparently, you know, I'm appealing enough to go out with once <laughs> and I don't have the worst personality in the world. So there must be something else going on here. Right. And so again, it was just over and over again, just kind of bumping up against an obstacle and just feeling in terms of my dating and my love journey and feeling like I know there's a way to solve this because lots of people have relationships and I want one and why can't I have one? I know that I can. So I just figured it out on my own. It took a long time. Um, <laughs> and I knew also while this was going on that I didn't want to be a corporate lawyer for my whole life, but I did not know what else to do. So I got stuck in that not knowing I went on Survivor a couple of times because I felt like it was an opportunity that presented itself. And I was like, I don't know what else to do. Maybe I'll win a million dollars and figure my life out. I didn't. It was bad. We don't need to talk about it. But the point is, <laughs> with, you were trying. The things. point is, I was trying things exactly, Marina. I was just in this very like exploratory, like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. And no one else can figure this out for me but me. So after my second season of Survivor, came back, you know, same law job. And I was like, no, we're not, we're not doing this anymore. Um, and then my brother died. Um, anyway, all these things happened that just made me say, I'm tired of not knowing what I'm going to do with my life. And um, I wound up finding out about a matchmaker. Do you know Paul Brunson, Paul C. Brunson? Okay. So, oh, you should look him up. He's amazing. Um, and so I went to a 4th of July barbecue and I met this woman and she said, oh yeah, she's telling me about this black male matchmaker she follows on Twitter. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Who? What? Say what again? <laughs> wow. And it was Paul Brunson. And so I started following him, really resonated with everything he said. And he tweeted one day that he was going to be speaking at the Matchmaking Institute conference. And I was like, wait, there's a Matchmaking Institute? And they have a conference. I want to go to that. And I literally responded to his tweet and I said, I want to come. And he said, you should come. And I did. And I, and that was the start of everything. Whoa. Matchmaking Institute. 
In 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 New York, yes. where are yeah. you? I'm, well, I'm in LA now. I live in LA now, but um, okay. but yeah, it's in New York, and that's where I still was living at the time. Yeah, so I went and I got my matchmaking certification, and I met all of these matchmakers, and I'm like, these are just regular people. Like, they're just regular people whose job it is to help other people find love. Like, what is more gratifying than that? Um, and I couldn't think of anything <laughs> more gratifying, and I just knew how hard it was for me to figure you know figure out dating to figure out relationship and by the way it's not saying i have relationships all figured out there's definitely a reason why i focus on dating <laughs> so i'm like cuz once you're in a relationship i'm like i don't know maybe in 20 more years i'll be like okay i can now call myself a relationship expert <laughs> right cuz that's a whole other thing it's a whole thing, other yeah. thing cuz now you're two people growing living, you know, highs and lows of life, all the things together, co-creating this relationship that's ever evolving. And so I focus on dating because if you have the right mindset and skills around dating, then you're choosing the right people to have a strong foundation that you can then navigate life, right? And navigate those highs and lows. Um, and that's where I am. You know, I have a wonderful partner and, you know, thank God I, I chose a really great partner, but you know, life is going to life. Right. And so, um, I, if I hadn't had all of that challenge that I'd had with dating for so long, I never would have figured out what I really needed in a relationship and what, and the version of myself that I needed to be to have that relationship. So yeah, that's a long answer to your question, Marina. No, it's a great answer. It's perfect. Everything that you've mentioned is like, because I'm at a certain age, like Jenny and I were talking about this before you joined us, like, because I'm at a certain age. Uh, well, I'm over 50, right? Yeah. I'm 48. I'm, I'm about to. I'm, oh, I'm, yeah, okay. well, yeah. so we're all Gen X. Yeah, we're all Gen X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all grown. But we were talking <laughs> we're about how my assistants, <laughs> my, my assistants are, are young. So I noticed every article they put in was about Gen Zs. And I, and I left them in. Thank you, ladies. <laughs> But it's a different ball game when you what you're talking about is life will happen. You know, life is life. And so you have more experiences that kind of change your outlook in dating. And it's I, I don't know if you want to say it's more difficult, but it feels like it's kind of like, you know, how they say old people don't change or old people have. You have all these things now you just know you're not going to deal with. Who you Are you an old person? I'm, I'm not an old person. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Jenny, are you an old person? You don't look like an oh, old person no. to me. Exactly. No, Latin's no. like satin, mommy. Exactly. Latin's like satin. <laughs> yes. Now, Jenny, you can speak to this because Jenny just finished doing a one-woman show, an amazing show about her dating life. So talk. Talk to her. I, I wrote a book, Franny. Hi, Franny. I started writing. I started kind of like the same journey that you did. I, I, um, I, I, and I love the way you described it because I've never. You described who I was, and I didn't know how to describe that until just now. I was a romantic child, and I loved, loved. I had a crush on every cute guy on TV. Yeah, me too. Right. And I was married to all of them. I was married to all of them. I was married to, I was married to the Fonz. Right? I, <laughs> I was married to Bo and Luke Duke. I was married to both of them. And, um, and I, I wrote, and I think it, a lot of it is because, um, because I'm an immigrant and you romanticize America and you come here and it's just you people, but we deal with it. 
<laughs> it's just, but still, you romanticize America and there are things about, and moving to New York as an immigrant, right? Moving to New York as an immigrant, as wonderful as that is, I didn't, I thought that the, the, TV, the, the America I saw on TV, which is actually the rest of the world, I thought didn't exist. I thought it was only on TV because I didn't have, I didn't have pep rallies and cheerleaders and, and all that. And, and, you know, go, go Rydell. I went to PS 28, IS 195, you know? And so, right. So you romantic. So I romanticize the kids on happy days. I romanticize and I saw that and they went steady and they went steady and I wanted to go steady. And I, but I talk about this in my show. My show is called, um, digital desperate dating diary. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, no, Desperate Digital Dating Diary. Sorry, I don't even know. Desperate Digital Dating Diary because it's all about my online dates. And like you, I call myself a master first dater, second to none because I never go on second dates. So a lot of it is um, being a romantic child and then the pressures of being a Latina in America and having been raised in a courtship culture. And my parents not understanding what date, not that, not that, it's like, oh my God, what's dating? But it, I knew it was something that they were just like, anybody I would have brought home would have been like, oh, this is the guy she's going to marry. Because that's the guy my mom married, the guy she brought home, you know? So I've all, in, in all my dating career, according to my parents, I've had two boyfriends because I'm introduced them to two people. Because I know the pressure that comes with bringing someone home as a Latina. Yeah. Can I ask you, where, where are you from? Where's your family from? I'm Dominican. Oh, I was just curious. Yeah. And so I knew the pressures of it. So I've done a lot of dating and I, and like you, I've been on a lot of first dates. I, I have been able to identify some of the mistakes and actually it has been the journey of writing this show and performing the show and writing this book that has been cathartic. And I'm getting emotional because I learned so much about myself and I learned how desperate I've been all my life for love. And how I've made concessions to make that picture so real in my head. I made so many concessions. I allowed so many things in my life with these idiots. You know, I allowed so much, but it was because in my head, the picture had to fit. I had to be in the happy days picture, you know? And, um, now that I wrote the book and, and I did the play and I'm performing the play again in Jersey on Saturday and I'm taking in a little mini tour, hopefully a big tour. Um, I'm just like, wow. Like, it's funny because I wrote it funny because I'm a comic. But wow, like, I'm, I'm an idiot. I've done dumb shit. <laughs> well, everyone, everyone does dumb shit. Okay. Especially when it comes to love, right? Like you're not an idiot. So, I mean, listen, the first, the, this is the, the foundation of a loving relationship with another person is a loving relationship with yourself. And so the thing that I'm always preaching is the gospel of self-compassion. You have done the best that you could with what you knew with the circumstances you were in, you're not an idiot. And you might've noticed you're not the only person <laughs> yeah. who has some challenges when it comes to romantic relationships, right? And so I think part of the problem is that, first of all, we beat ourselves up 
And then it, and it's such an isolating, dating can be such an isolating experience and navigating dating is so isolating that when you're going through these things, you feel like there's something wrong with me. Like what's wrong with me? This isn't, like you said, I see on TV. Now we have social media to add to that, right? Like I see, Mm -hmm. it's, this seems like this is easy for so many people. It's not easy for me. There must be something wrong with me. Even the match.com commercial. I remember one that it's, the guy and he, the, the restaurant's back there. And he's like, yeah, that was good. I, I like to ask her out again. And I'm like, Who's- <laughs> Jenny, there are so many guys who would be so happy to ask you out on a million dates consecutive. Okay. <laughs> Bring them. They have to be Latino. So the first step is starting to consider the possibility that the, that your history is not your destiny. Right. And so that's really important, especially like for anyone who's listening, what, whatever your situation is, because in, in this, I've been doing this now for 10 years and I have literally spoken to thousands of people about their dating lives. And um, That's a lot. it's a lot. Yeah. And everybody, and, and here's the thing, everybody thinks their situation is so unique. Okay. And they're like, oh, yeah. but you got, and I'm like, I, I mean, and I, I don't say this at all to belittle at all. <laughs> what you, Jenny, or anyone experiences, because I have been there, but I'm like, oh, honey, I've heard this exact story 1,000 times. Yeah, yeah. I promise you this is not, (laughs) you know? And I think, and people are always like, oh, really? Like, I'm not the only one. I'm like, no, I promise you, whatever you're dealing with romantically, you are not the only one. Um, And so there's a few things that I just feel really compelled to say, if that's all right. (laughs) I don't want to dominate. Please, yes. That's what we're here for. I don't want to dominate this conversation. Um, no, you're you're the okay. you're the you're the guest speaker. We're yes. family. She and I are family. Yeah, <laughs> She's we, like, we I can talk help. to this one anytime. <laughs> we talk all the time. She and I talk all the time. You talk. Okay. So number one, self compassion. Most important thing, just the kindness, paying attention to that voice in your head that's saying, "I'm an idiot. What's wrong with me? I'm da da da. Why have I done this? All of that. Just starting to pay attention and to interrupt that voice. Right. Just be like, you know what. I did the best I could. I'm a, I'm giving myself a break so I can move on. You don't even have to be like all embracing of it. You can it can be begrudging, okay? <laughs> it can be begrudging. It can just be like I'm just letting go of this because it does not serve me. I've I've had enough experience beating myself up and judging myself about my relationship situation. And if that worked, <laughs> that would be one thing, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. But I have enough evidence now that that doesn't work. So let me try giving myself some of the love that I want to receive from other people and see how that goes, right? And so if you think about what is loving behavior, loving behavior is not telling yourself that you're an idiot. Loving behavior is saying, I feel like an idiot, but I also know that I'm doing the best that I can and I want to be kind to myself. I'm choosing to be kind to myself, right? And so just understanding that love is not this, you know, you talked about Jenny being, um, you know, an immigrant and growing up with that image on TV and all of that. And, uh, and by the way, the reason I asked you is because my, my family's from Puerto Rico. So I was like, oh, my, oh, like okay. my grandson. Yeah, okay. Oh but- <laughs> yeah, so we're friends. So you get it. Yeah. So you get it. So, um. We're primos. So, yeah. So like, I'm like, oh, my, my grandfather came to New York from Puerto Rico and my grandmother actually came to New York from Ecuador. So I understand wow, like that okay, yes. on my mother's side, total, you know, black American experience, Alabama, you know, the whole thing. But on my father's side, this immigrant experience. So I understand both sides of that. Um, But anyway, the point is that we all grow up with so much fantasy around relationships. 
all of us, right? And so it is, I, I call this the fairy tale industrial complex that has been indoctrinating us all our entire lives, telling us that love is a fantasy. It's about meeting one perfect person. You meet that perfect person, then you fall in love. You live happily ever after. That's where the story always ends, right? And so we have TV, we have movies, we have fairy tales, we have love songs, but we also have marketing and advertising and a lot of people, a lot of narratives that are constantly enforcing this idea that love is scarce, it's rare, it's hard, it's impossible, all of these things. So it's like, on the one hand, it's like, oh, it's this fantasy and it's perfect. And on the other hand, it's scarce and it's rare. So where does that leave us? Feeling like every headline is like, Black women can't get a date. Oh my God. I, I am so, I, the conspiracy, the media conspiracy. They just come at us. My God. So like make Black women feel unlovable is so off the charts. And I, yes. I it drives me crazy. It really does. Um, and because here's the thing. Do you, I think at some point we have to just stop, take a step back and ask ourselves, well, first of all, what do we think, what do we think about, what do we think this love thing is? Like, what do we think it is, right? Where do we think it comes from? And what do we believe about the, the universe or, you know, what, wh- whoever, however you think we got here? I mean, if you think it's all totally random, then, okay, then that's what you think. And then sure, then I, I, I don't really have anything to say. Because <laughs> if you think it's random, then it's, you know, then I'm like, all right, well, I, that's your opinion. That's then fine. Just keep walking and it'll bump into you. Um, <laughs> but- if you start, if you think about it, it's like, okay, do I believe in a universe where I was created inherently as, as someone who is inherently incapable of having love? Right. Do I believe that, I, do I believe in a, a universe, a God where as a black woman or a woman of color or as an immigrant or as a woman of a certain age that suddenly, that, that means that I don't get to experience love? Like, that's deep. Is that actually what you believe? Is that the God you believe in? Is that the spirit you believe in? And so if you're like, well, maybe I don't believe that, maybe, <laughs> even though I've maybe felt that way and that's been my dating experience, maybe I'm willing to consider the possibility that that is, does not actually, that that's not actually quote unquote true. Now, what I mean by that, and I'll, uh, personal experience, I, like I said, I've been through it online, right? And so I... I um, got to a place where, what well, first, you know, online dating was hard for me, just like everyone else, right? And I was struggling and da da da. And then once I started to be more strategic and understand, like, okay, wait, da da da. And all of this messaging about Black women, and there was a, a book that came out. Um, I'm blanking on the name, but it's um, the author's name is Christian Rudder. He's the founder of OK Cupid, and he wrote a book. I'm can't believe I can't remember the name of it. My mind is blank. Was it called Just Date a White Guy? <laughs> no. <laughs> but it was a book. Well, when your options but, are all gone. But it, was, but it was a book. It was a book that was all about, it was, it was basically just like cataloging like the first 20 years of online and all of this different data. So it was just a book about just giving all of this different data. But there was a, a section in the book that got a lot of press that still gets quoted all the time about Black women specifically because the data was showing that Black women had the least number of, you know, got the least number of messages, were favorited the least, you know, and all these little metrics. And so the hierarchy is like white women at the top, then white men, then Latina women, 
Then, you know, it's like everyone and then... And then Asian men. Asian men and black women are the bottom, right? Yeah. Okay. And so that got so much traction and press and everything. And I was dating at the time. I was dating online at the time. And I was like, you know what? This noise is so unhelpful that I'm like, I, I, don't, I don't need every man in this world to want to date me. I don't need every man on a dating platform. to. In fact, I don't want every man on a dating platform to want to date me. And if somebody doesn't want to date me because I'm black, guess what? I don't want to date him either. So <laughs> I'm not going to worry about <laughs> those people. Mm. I'm just going to focus on the people who are into me, who are down for me, because I know that those people exist. And so just by making that shift, I, so I'm not saying that the data isn't right or that, you know, uh, but I am saying that you can transcend that. And as, as, and the more that you take on that narrative as reality, the more it will become your reality because now that's going to be your mindset. That's going to be your expectation. That's going to be your energy. That's, you know, it's all, it's all connected. So, um, you know, I have a, I have a question, um, be, based on what you're saying, because, um, one of you're talking about the, the, the black women and Asian men are at the bottom. What happens to me as a Latina is that I get fetishized. Yeah. Oh yeah. Lot. Yeah. 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 Yeah, black women and, do. Too. I mean, everyone that, does. No, but, but yes, yeah, everyone yes, does. Yeah, everyone but, does. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, I don't know the black. I know that that's what the experience that I have, and that's why I've tried to streamline to just Latinos because at least they're me. <laughs> like I was like, you can't fetishize me because I'm not exotic to you, bitch. So um, <laughs> anybody can fetishize you, by the way. So it's I, I know, yeah, I know. Yeah, that's that yeah. was a joke. <laughs> I know, but but. Um, but I do, but I. One of the things that I'm struggling with is that I've always been an equal opportunity dater, meaning I'll date who I'll date anybody. I don't care. But as I'm getting older, as my needs and what I want has evolved, I really am finding myself more traditionally towards a Latin man. And it's rare air up here. It, it, the same way for black women to find your equal, you know, it, it's the same thing for Latinas. It's rare air for me to find a guy without a kid at this age or with adult kids that, that I don't have to deal with, that I don't have to deal with, you know, or who has a real job, you know? Well, isn't there a problem with the, the equal part? Isn't that, that's the thing I would zero in as, are you finding, there's a problem with phrasing it that way, finding your equal because you're, no one's equal. I don't mean my equal as I just want someone who can. Okay. I, I dated someone who I, for lack of a better term, couldn't afford me. I didn't want to, he doesn't pay my rent or anything like that, but we, we, we went to dollar pizza and, and Netflix every day, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, I'm, I can afford more than this, but I don't, right. I don't, you know, like this isn't, this isn't what I want to, this isn't it. Yes. I see. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, that's so, what I mean. Okay. I don't mean like equal, like you're, you're a male Jenny. I mean, someone at my socioeconomic bubble. Okay. I, okay. So how, how deep do we want to get here? We go deep. Go. <laughs> <laughs> and then enough with Jenny. We need Marina yeah, time. Marina, I was going to say that Marina's turn. Well, and, and Marina, I mean, you said what you said. I was, I'm glad that you said that. I mean, okay. so. <laughs> I'm like, okay, how do, how do I phrase it? So Jenny, I'm going to ask you a question. And this is total love, but it's just for, it's for you to, to be. I'm open. Okay. Don't, don't explain it. Just ask. Okay. So, um, what you, so when we were talking before and you, and I was in, and I was, you, you were saying that you related to me 
and, you know, getting lots of first dates, you know, you're, you're a great first dater, but second to none, right? You don't get second. So as a coach, I'm far more interested in that than all the things that you're saying right now. Really? Yes. Okay. Everything that you're saying right now is a distraction, in my opinion, because what difference does it make? Even if you were to meet 100 Latin men who are your age, they're ballers, they're millionaires, they're, they've got their everything together. You're like, oh, all of the things. But if you are saying that you have a pattern where you're not able to progress in the relationship, then why would that change based on who, what their ethnicity or income or Well, the way I saw was? it, and that's a great question, the way I perceived it was that if I found someone a lot more like me or just um, we'd have more in common, like a lot of these, and this is my fault. I chose to go out with these guys and I'm like, a lot of the second dates happen because I don't want it. Okay. There wasn't any attraction, but I was just like, why did I go out with you in the first place? I shouldn't have gone out with you. And um, so okay, it's Okay. Well, not- don't do that. <laughs> I don't say it to them. I know. Well, no, I'm saying don't go out with people that you're like, because other, cause then it's like, well, why are you going out with them? Right? Like there needs to, there, there, there needs to be, um, and Marina, let's go, we can talk to you now too, but there needs to be like, okay, well, what are my, like, what's my love goal? Like what's my overarching love goal? So, and you know, both of you can certainly feel free to answer both of these questions. Oh, so like, what's my, over, what's the vision? Like, what am I, if I, that's the if problem I have, I have, okay. So oh, no, I know I want a life partner. Okay. I want a life partner. All right, so I, hold, hold, yeah, I, I don't, okay. I, I, I have, I'm, I'm having trouble with wanting one. Mm, okay. Interesting. All right. So let me, so let me just, so let me just ask. So just take, imagine for a moment that I have a magic wand. I'm your fairy godmother. Okay. So I am going to, I can materialize any human you want. I can give you any relationship you want. It, it's all yours. So forget about any of the limitations or any of the scarcity or any, just forget about all of that because this is a magical portal and you get whatever you want. Okay. So think about that. <laughs> um, but then also think about the, whatever you want, it's going to show up today. So whatever you choose, it's going to show up today. So what is your answer? My answer to that. Yeah, I want it. I want it. Yes. If it shows up today, I'm ready. Okay. So what do you want to show up today, Jenny? I would like to show up someone that I can build something with someone that, Oh, if it, is he already there? Is he already that? Then I want my, I want to, I want my life partner to show up. That's what I want. And what kind of relationship do you want to have with them? Because relationships have dynamics, right? So what do you want to share with that partner? What, what is it? What is a day in the life feel like and look like for Jenny and her perfect partner? And Marina, um, think about this, Marina. And Marie, okay, Marina, you think about it too. Um, I'm having a hard time. I mean, I, I, you know, my immediate thought with no filter with filter was like medium-sized penis. Because <laughs> uh, it's been a while, so I need to gradually work my way. And then also if he could just stay in another room space. And then we go travel. But see, everything, but everything would have been there. There wouldn't have been no restrictions. So you would have had that. What do you mean? So, and that's what I mean, that they're in another, oh, that's what you wanted. Okay, I got it. I want them to be like, like there, but not in, like, not clingy. Like, like in another room. I, like, they could, if I had a house, 
They would sleep in another room. Yes. You know, it'd be like, do you know that Frida Kahlo and her husband, Diego, Frida Kahlo and Diego had two houses, Casa, Ro Casa Rosada y Casa Azul, and they had a bridge. And that's how they lived. I know. I know. Listen, that works for some people. And by the way, if that's, okay, I mean, I think if that is actually what you want, you should have that and you can have that. But also ask yourself, is this what I want? Because I assume that if I had somebody who actually lived in my house, they'd be clingy. Do I assume that a relationship means that I no longer have my independence? Do I assume, like there's, there's, there are levels of assumptions, right? Underneath of what the relationship looks like. And this is why I, I, I asked about the relationship itself, right? And like, what are the dynamics of the relationship? Because usually in dating, it's very easy to just focus on, I want somebody who's this, da, 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 da. It's all about the other person, right? And we assume, well, if I have somebody who meets all of these requirements on this list, then we'll be compatible and then the relationship will be good. Okay. Right. And it doesn't actually work that way because yeah. just as there are people who are highly successful in their careers, who would be a great partner for you. There are people who are highly successful in their careers who would be a terrible partner for you. And your life would be a living hell if you were with them. Right. Oh, I've had. Oh yeah, absolutely. I don't think, I don't want, need them to be. Yeah. So, so, or any, whatever, whatever the list is for anybody who's listening, whatever your, if your list is nothing but character traits, or um, or attributes, right? And you're saying, well, if I have somebody who has this level of education, has these hobbies, that has this, you know, um, this kind of money, that has like, if you if we think that, you know, who who wants this number of kids, who doesn't have kids, who has kids, like all of these things, and and if I find this, then the relationship will work out. That is assuming that a relationship works out based on one perfect person coming into your life and fixing everything, and now you live happily ever after. It is not understanding that a relationship is something that you co-create with another person, and the relationship that you build together can never be better than, like, you can't be happier in a relationship than you are on your own. You can't. You won't be. You, you might have a, you'll have a, a little euphoria at the beginning, right? It's like, oh my God, finally I found the person and there's an excitement, but then you're going to reset to your baseline. So this is why I say like the self-love piece and like, well, what's the relationship with yourself? How do you speak to yourself? How do you treat yourself, right? Like what, all of those things are really important because it, even if you meet somebody who's amazing, you won't be able to receive more love from another person than you're willing to give yourself. You just won't right? It's too incompatible. So in thinking about relationships, number one, I always start with, okay, let's talk about you, right? Let's talk about that relationship with you. And then we can talk about what's the relationship you want to have with another person. What are the dynamics of those relationships? And then let's talk about what's been going on in your dating life or not going on in your dating life, right? <laughs> and let's talk about where the disconnect is between how you're showing up in the world. Because even Jenny, like you said, you're like, I've been going out with these idiots. Like why? I go out I'm like, and I'm like, why did I even go out with this? Right? Why did you go out with that? Right? I can honestly tell you, and that's what I'm telling that I learned through my show. I keep touching myself. I learned through, this, through, through doing the show and writing the book and doing all these things that I, I learned that. First of all, I thought that there were some guys, I can honestly say, I liked them because they liked me. That's it. And I can, I can acknowledge that now and I can see like, okay, this is why I went out with this guy. Okay. And by the way, it's not, it's not for, 
I mean, I to me, I definitely got to a point where to me the most attractive thing about a man was him being into me. I'm like, oh, he's into yeah. me. I like this guy, yeah. <laughs> right? That's but, what I thought. But but then you realize, okay, it's more than that, right? So it's about starting to have levels of discernment and say, okay, this is great. This person is interested in me, but that's that's part of the fairy tale industrial complex. Like as women who date men, we've been indoctrinated our whole life that it's supposed to be about like someone coming to us, pursuing us courting us. And if somebody is into us, then we should be open. That's what you've been trained to do your whole life. Right. But then you start, but, but then like, okay, this is another thing I want to say. I wanted to say, let me just say quickly before I forget, we have to understand that dating is in a, is a social experiment and it is a brand new social experiment. We've only been dating for a hundred years. Okay. Oh, that's right. Because it was arranged before this. It was okay. So this whole idea of like you're going to go out on your own and go in the world and meet the, your perfect person and fall in love—that's a ver- that is a hundred year old even possibility. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. before, for hundreds of thousands of years of human history, before that, we just we dated by y- your next door, and there's no one else. So. It was arranged. It was community. It was about succession. It was about property. It was about ownership. Women had very, very little to no choice throughout history, throughout cultures, and who they dated. Most women were not even women when they were married off. They were children, right? And so it's only since uh, dating is an American invention, no surprise. (laughs) And it's only since the Industrial Revolution, when people started leaving their towns and their small you know, their small communities and going to big cities to find work that people started dating. Okay. And at first it was a very controversial thing to do. A woman in public with a man, she doesn't know women used to get arrested for going on dates because they was assumed they were prostitutes. I mean, so there was a lot of, and this was only a hundred years ago. Right. And so like you talked about Jenny, the, you know, the happy days and the, like that whole idea of dating is like courtship and you're going steady and you get the guy's jacket and, you know, that was, that was a, that was kind of like the golden era. That's a one representation, obviously a very sanitized, commercialized representation that we all consider to be the golden era of dating, which is when the cities got too diverse And a lot of white people said, we're leaving the cities and we're going to go to these suburbs. And these white suburbs had this car culture and they did have this dating culture. That's when dating culture became mainstream, right? And so we still have this template and this blueprint of this suburban, white, very early dating culture as how dating is supposed to work. Who said that's how dating is supposed to work? Dating is unfolding every day, right? Like we don't live in the same world that the Fonz lived. <laughs> right. Right. So now I do want to shift. I want to shift this in a direction of what you're saying, because now the way dating works is dating apps. Yeah. Well, which that's you, one way. you yes. help. a tri- Yes. That's one. Okay. Yes. But you help people with, I'm okay. So to bring it sort of to me for a sec, I have gotten to a point where I have accepted that I have to do some work in order to date. Like, I'm very lazy when it comes to dating. (laughs) I don't like dating. I've been on maybe two dates in like seven years, maybe. And yeah, what don't don't you like about dating? I don't do it. I don't like listening to people. And you obviously like listening to people a little bit. (laughs) I I mean, like, uh, but then like meeting people can be difficult. Like, as a comedian, 
because I'm a comedian and, you know, like most of the guys that I used today were comedians. So they're funny. So, you know, guys tend to, and I don't tell them I'm a comedian on these dating apps. A lot of times people would tell me to get on Ray, Raya. Is that the, the yeah, thing? Raya. Because I'm dying to get on Ray, Raya. Raya. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah, like, it's, I, it's, you know, I, I feel like that's obnoxious. It's, uh, I, I, I know a lot of people. It's, it's pronounced Raya, just FYI, but not that it matters. Raya. But, Raya. Um, Raya. See, look, I should know how to pronounce it if I get um, on it. But, um, well, he, well, here's the thing about dating. Well, okay, but, but yeah, let yeah, me yeah, just, please continue. Let me just finish this thought. So, like, what's happening is now I have made a choice to sort of get on a dating app uh, just for fun. I tr- I tried a little bit during the pandemic, but it didn't work out. Didn't meet anyone. No one was really... My, my profile stinks. Setting up who I am is horrible. I can't commit to it. I have a hard time committing to letting people know who I am because it feels so corny. And then I go to... Sil- now I'm on Silver Singles, which to me is just hilarious. This is just for me. Why are you on silver singles? Because it's like 50 and up. And some, some of them are 47. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. Please continue. But you're right. You're right. You're <laughs> right. But I just thought it would be fun just to see, right? Because I used to date a lot of young You're like, guys, well, I want to be like the know? young. I want to be like the hot young thing. I wanna, <laughs> and I figure I could clean up on silver singles. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I look kind of young on this you thing. You look like you're and, um, 13 years old. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm like, let me just put it, let me just put my picture up and see what happens. And my first line of, uh, or I, I, I guess one of my, my comments to some guy was, uh, my intro line to dating, like you smile at them on silver singles. And then one guy was talk. I looked at his profile. He said he was a gamer. So I said, so what are you playing right now? Are you on PC or game console? That was my line. I, <laughs> Did he respond? So I struggle. No. Oh, wait. He sent me a smile. He sent oh. me a smile. It took him a week. But he okay. sent me a smile. And I said, are you playing Fortnite or God of War? And I'm still waiting for an answer. He's cute. Now, there are a lot of... Oof, silver singles is rough. But there are some cute guys on there. And I was like, this felt a little bit more as far as a dating app. I know all the Gen Z's and their stories th- that they put in. I'm not on that. I-, I can't, you know, like I did Bumble. I don't like approaching a guy. It's not, didn't work for me. DMs on my Instagram can be like dangerous because I'm a comedian. I don't know if they, what they want. So silver single seemed to be the most random, almost like fun thing to do. But go ahead. Now I'm going to stop talking. Well, you know, what what you just described is, um, so online dating does not work for most people. Um, and for, and it doesn't work for most people for many of the reasons you just described. <laughs> <laughs> what games are you playing? You know, listen, that's, it's not even, it's not even, that's not even a bad question. I mean, honestly, I mean, the first thing is your profile. Cause I, I mean, you're, I already could have told, I already knew that your profile wasn't great, but you just said it wasn't. So if you, you have to put yourself in the mindset of somebody who is actually looking for something real. Okay. 
somebody who is looking for something real, who something who am I, they're not just like, oh, she's cute. No, there are plenty of there are plenty of men who are just gonna be like anybody who is remotely attractive, they will match with you. Remote, they're just they're casting the widest net possible. Response rates for men on these apps are very very low, so they cast a wide net. So you don't want the guy who's just casting a wide net. That's not that's not the way to go about this, right? So the the first step is to understand that the story that you were telling is very important and that you want to make sure that you are speaking to the kind of person that you want to meet and it should be clear from your profile when somebody reads your profile they should either be like, "Oh, yeah, she sounds like she's talking about me." Or she sounds like she is not talking about me, <laughs> right? It should be clear. It shouldn't just be like, oh, I don't know, right? And so everything you said about like, you can't commit, that's going to reflect in everybody that you attract, how you interact, all of the things, right? So number one is your profile, your just your mindset, your intention around it. Um, most people don't have, they're not very intentional and that's why their results are very random, Um I, what I love about your message is that it's not the typical message. Um, I definitely, I love for people to ask a question. Um, but what's, what, but what I'd say the the advice that I give about the question is first of all, ask a question that you really care about the answer to, because you don't care about whether he's playing Fortnite or you're just, you don't care. <laughs> do you care? No, I kind of no, do. I, a I'm gamer. a gamer. Okay. She's a gamer. Okay, well, so, I'm a so, gamer. Well, so, so then if, so, in the long so if you're run, a gamer, yes. then bring something into the question that that's like, like then, okay. Did you care about that question? A little bit. I mean, like I play games, I'm a gamer. So I, it was just to see how fun he was. That's more of what I was looking for to see if he could answer in a fun way. Cause I'm a comedian. And if he answered back with something fun, then I would know right away, okay, this guy, I could rock Okay, so here's my advice, is to ask a fun question, because that's not a fun question that you asked. No. No. Aw. No. It's just not a fun question. I mean, it's not, I'm not, you can answer any question in a fun way, right? Any, but it's not a fun, it's not an inherently fun question. So what would be a fun question? Okay, well, I'll tell you the question that I used to ask because I also made my life easy because I like you. It's not that I'm lazy. I just, am a, I like to be efficient <laughs> with my energy. <laughs> and I, um, so I'm a big fan of asking hypothetical questions because they're more thought provoking and they just tend to inspire more interesting conversation, Right. So one of my go-to questions, what super random, and I would just write this, I would send this question, there'd be no, hi, how are you? Literally just the question, okay? <laughs> would you rather have your own private plane or your own private island? And I ask that question because it's random as hell. And the way that somebody answers that question tells me so much because some guys would respond and say, why are you asking? That's your answer. Guess what? <laughs> You are not for me, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but yeah. then other guys would say, oh, definitely plain, because then I could do da 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 right? And now I, I don't, because there's no wrong answer. I just love the fact that you answered it and you told me something about yourself in how you answered it, right? Um, right. And like, I, I had one guy say, oh, I wouldn't choose either. Just like, you know, the, the thought of both is so stressful. I'm like, ooh, okay, you can't play along here. Like, so this is not, so it's just, it's not the the... It's a random fun question, 
that some people took it and they ran with it and we got, and it started a really amazing conversation. And then they'd be like, well, what about you? And then, you know, and so then we would have like, we're, we're, we're telling each other things about what we care about and what we value without saying, right. well, I value my family. I value my friends. I value travel because I just told you, oh, I definitely mm. choose plane because then I can take all my family, all my friends with me and we can just travel the world and we can have adventures and we can go here and we can go there. So you know what I'm saying? So I would just encourage you to think of a question that is fun, inherently fun, yeah. that reflects your personality that the answer is a it's a it's a conversation starter, right? Because when you ask like, oh, do you play on a PC or a gaming console? It's like, oh, I play on a gaming console. What about you? Oh yeah, me too. Well, the thing yeah. is, is he said he was a gamer. I know. In his, profile. I know. I get it. So I, know, like, I get it. And for me, it's a big deal. Yeah. No. Gamer is it in, is it in your is it in your profile that you're a gamer? Yes. Okay. Okay, that's good. Okay, so so like so the thing is a PC. <laughs> Okay, we get it. We get it. It's like a Mac PC thing. We get it. It's the iPhone, Android. Let me tell you something. It's very serious. <laughs> if you are a PC person and you play video games on a PC, it says a lot about your how old you are, whether or not you're a good gamer, and if you're committed to being a gamer. Okay. Well, it gives you what. So what it gives you is a very easy <laughs> way to categorize and make assumptions I about know. people that may or may not be true. <laughs> what you're telling me you know what can i ask you because yeah. sometimes one thing that bothers me is when i use i used to have a very extensive it was like a manifesto okay don't you don't know <laughs> manifestos no <laughs> no manifestos it was like a manifesto yeah. and what i hated was that guys would just say hi and like, so here also, i know i know you i know you both turned you your nose up on bumble i know you both turned your but this is why i and i, I this is why i actually do typically recommend bumble to women is because first of all, men on dating apps, the, their response rates overall are really low. I mean, I think the last I heard is like ten percent um, on mm. average. So mm. m- most people are bad at online dating anyway. But and unavailable people, weird people, str- all those people are overrepresented in the dating pool. People who make no effort, all those people are overrepresented in the dating pool. Okay, so you're always going to encounter those people, and if you're only taking the incoming as a woman who dates men, you are going to get a lot of hey's, highs, hey, what's up, sexy, cute. Like, you're just going to constantly yeah. get. So there's no, like, that's why I like Bumble because you send well, the first message, right? And so- And Bumble, I used to just read their profile and I would ask them something based on their, I would say something based on so, their on their- on their thing, but then they would just be like, hi back. Okay. Like, so here, oh. so here's the thing. So when you do that and like, same thing with you, Marina and this guy, and he's taking a week to respond, do not continue to communicate with this man. Do not give him your energy. Right. And you said he was the mm. cutest guy. And I'm sure every, every, Ooh, every woman on silver singles had the exact same reaction. And he's the one who's getting all of the messages. Oh, he was a diamond. In okay. <laughs> and then I went back and I said, I'm about to get off this app, but you gave me some hope. Your picture. Yeah. So. Because some of those guys look like they would chop you up into little and pieces. And by the way. I swear to God. I, I was like, it. no. This is what you should do. This is what, I'm gonna show this you is what everyone should do. All of your single guy friends who are on dating apps, have them show you their photos. And you will see that men are really, really, really bad at picking photos. And the ones, oh, yes. they're horrible. I mean, I do this all the time. It'll be like my friend. And I'm like, you are a good looking dude. What is this? <laughs> 
But here's the thing. Look at the okay, whole. hide his name though. Don't put so. Don't put his. No, his name is not on there. It's not his real name. And here's the thing. He's got stains coming through. But his here's shirt. the thing. Th- this. Ugh. This. But why would you? He's sweating. But, but Marina, why would you even let that discourage you? You like there's. It's not like you go into. But no. But no. I mean, like obviously he's not You're for right. you. So why? Why are you even talking about it? Oh, why, I asked why it. Why are you giving that in your like, energy? Whoa. This is what I mean. Like this is why. Like people get so distracted by what you don't want that now you're just like, Oh, look at this guy. He, I would never go out. If you would never go out with somebody that looks like this, why are you even talking about it? Move on. <laughs> Cause they've been matching me with that guy. They're like, here's your matches. So I don't know. I'm, I'm like, not familiar hey. with silver singles, but all dating silver apps singles. are going to present people to you. And by the way, this is another little app hack for everyone. Dating apps are going to the algorithm. You train the algorithm, how to treat you basically. Right. So if you're somebody okay. who um, is, you know, you're really picky, you're noncommittal, you take a, like that guy, you take a week to, you know, respond, maybe you don't respond at all. You're going to be shown more users who are the same, have the same behavior, just FYI, which is another reason why you want to be more intentional about how you show up on these apps. But anyway, they're just showing a, a, a smaller site like Silver Singles. They don't have a huge pool of people. So they're, you're really going to get they're just going to be suggesting all sorts of random people. Now, I just I want to ask yeah. this question as you're talking about this finding love, sex and harassment on dating apps. How do you protect yourself in this? Yeah. You know, on dating apps or in general, yeah. I mean, as far as like going out yeah. there. I mean, the, so the good thing about the the well, another I, 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 I'm, I have full disclosure worked with Bumble in the past, but I'm not currently working with them. I'm not like a spokesperson or anything. I, I get, I'm not getting any kickbacks. I'm only, but that is one, another reason that I do like Bumble because again, you're sending the first message, right? So it doesn't mean that obviously you can be sending a message to somebody who can send back something crazy, obviously, but you do minimize a lot of that incoming just nonsense that you would get on an app where anyone can message you. Okay. So that is, that's one thing. Um, and another thing, I mean, and that's about dating apps in general, where you have to have a mutual match for somebody to reach out to you, which is, which is nice. Um, but the thing about the, the harassment, the scammers, it's all very, if you know what to look for, you see it. And just don't engage. Yeah, what to look for? Just report. Because I did have just one report. guy <laughs> just who responded. Not, yeah. This guy responded so fast to me that I knew something was up. And he was like, hey, let's, uh, I want to give you my yeah. number. I want to contact exactly. you right away. I was like, nope. That, that's a red that's flag. That's a huge red flag. I figured out. I figured out that the scammers and I, because I was writing a book, I entertained them and I would talk. I would just keep the conversation going to see how much dumb shit they would say and you could tell by their pattern marina they'll say things like my dear they call you my dear all the time or they'll say things like i asked this guy where do you live he goes i live in brooklyn usa <laughs> yeah he does not <laughs> yeah no i mean there's literally i mean i don't i don't like to focus so much on this because again it's it's like when people you know especially when people come to me they have a pattern that's dating apps are just a tool Right. And so when, if, if your whole kind of focus of your um, dating journey is on dating apps and navigating dating apps, and it's like, you're not really focusing on the right thing because the mm. scammers 
all do the same thing. Like you said, Jenny, they all, they love bomb you. Oh, you're so, I, I, they want to get you off the platform as quickly as possible. Stay on the platform. Okay. Because that you're safe on the platform. They're try, they're intentionally trying to get you off the platform so they can scam you. <laughs> okay. They're always going to have a built-in reason why they can't meet in person. They're always going to have these weird sort of things that you're like, Oh, that's kind of str-. like, Pay attention to your intuition. They're always going to then have bring up money. There could be some situation. Oh, there's, you know, I'm I'm in the middle. Uh, I'm doing. I'm overseas right now. I live in Brooklyn, USA, but I'm currently <laughs> in London. He's probably not even in. Who knows where he is? But no. like, I'm currently in London doing a business deal, and I'm waiting for this transfer to come through. And do, like, it's always a story about money. It's always convoluted. So just see that for what it is. Be like, oh, scammer. And just report. Yeah. You know, and you move know what on. I like to do. Yeah, I like to do when <laughs> I know that when I know I have a scammer, and I again, I kept the conversations going just so I could just for the purpose of the, for for research purposes. I hope you reported them all. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. I but it's all in my book. Okay. And um, um, I would say I would say, what are you doing right now? Oh, just enjoying the conversation with you, my dear. I'm like, oh, that's great. Here's a picture of me with today's date on it. Send me the same. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, well, but I said, but you're just sitting there enjoying my conversation. Yeah. Like, why can't you just take a picture? Now, some people like to go on to, and this is the conversation I've been hearing on the Earn Your Leisure guys. I love those guys. They have a podcast, a finance podcast, but they talk about Instagram being a good way of dating. Yeah. Oh, I, like I, I, they yeah. are doing really good on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I never thought about Instagram as a dating yeah. app because- yeah. I'm a comedian, so a lot of times I'm like, what are you doing? Like, because I'm yeah. already putting out that I'm a comedian. So when you slide into my DMs, I'm not sure. Yeah. So uh, anywhere where people gather in person or online, there's a potential for dating. So, yeah, there are lots of people who use who use um, Instagram as a dating app. There are lots of people who, I mean, I actually, I, I met my boyfriend in person, um, but I met him very, I met him randomly on a street corner it was in LA. It was a, it was a brief encounter, but um, I I let it be brief because I'm a stalker. I have a stalker mindset, and I had enough information about him that I was like, I had a strong intuition that I was supposed to keep talking to him. I wasn't like I'm in love with this guy. I was just like I feel like I'm supposed to keep talking to this guy, and I knew because we had talked. I knew he was a scientist. I knew where he worked. Like you know, we'd had a full on conversation, and so I was like can find this guy. And so I um, went home and I Googled him, found him right away. I found him on Twitter and I slid into his Twitter DMs and I said, it was nice meeting you. That was all I said. I didn't say hi. I didn't say bye. I just said, it was nice meeting you. Because at this point, I don't know if he is married, if he has, if he's straight, I don't know anything about him personally. I just know that I met him and I felt a strong intuition that I was supposed to keep talking to him. And so I used Twitter as a dating app, essentially. And I was like, but I'm just going to put it out there. And he wrote back and he, we started a conversation. He asked me out to dinner. A lot of, you know, it was all, it all worked out. But my point is that like, these are just places where you connect with humans. And if you just, if we can just be open, which leads me to another point. I mean, I know we're talking about dating apps and then even though I help people with dating apps and by the way, like I promise you both, like I, I could 100% improve your experience online with like very little work. (laughs) Um, 
Okay. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I never, ever, ever want anyone to be solely dependent on dating apps for dating. Okay. Every single time you leave your house, you have the potential to meet someone special. And if you think that, and I mean, listen, in you, I, like I, you know, like, like you all, like I'm a native New Yorker, you know, like I was born in Manhattan. I was raised in the Bronx. I spent my whole life, most of my adult life in New York city. And I used to watch sex in the city back in the day. And I used to be like, this is so unrealistic. <laughs> Every time these women leave their house, they meet somebody. Like I never meet anyone. And then I was like, Hmm, well, what if I could? Because again, I was in this experimentation phase, right? And this ex exploration phase. And then I, by asking myself that question and starting to um, then see like, okay, if I, if I can really make this happen, I realized how to make it happen, right? And I realized that there is an energy, there is an intention, there is an openness that is necessary in order to make those types of organic connections happen, right? And so that was what... I recognized, and that was what I leaned into. And then I got so good at meeting men everywhere um, <laughs> that, you know, it was like, people are like, oh my God, I can't believe you met your boyfriend on a street corner. I'm like, I can. Uh, that, would, that didn't surprise me at all because I had already convinced myself that this was a thing that could happen to me at any time. And so, um, and I'd proven that to myself. So that's just another thing I want to say. I never want anybody to be completely dependent on online dating. But you're going to have a better experience online. Jenny, you mentioned your profile. I'll tell you and your listeners, Marina, really quick. Here are the five things that your profile should include. And you can do this in five sentences. And you could do this in five short paragraphs. <laughs> very, 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 very short. <laughs> but this should not, it should not be long. It shouldn't be a manifesto, but you can still give a very clear, an authentic snapshot of yourself in by doing these five things. So number one, this is who I am. I'm writing them down. Okay. So literally, you know, you two are friends, so you can do this for each other. You can just like Marina, how would you describe Jenny, Jenny. to somebody that you were setting her up with? Jenny, how would you describe Marina to someone that you were- Bubbly, that you were, knowledgeable, that you were, Right? Fun. Like, so, li so literally brainstorm, just write down like 10 different adjectives, right? That's you, Jenny. Okay. Not me. <laughs> oh, I'm not bubbly. <laughs> okay. No, but you are, I would describe you I, as I intellectual, I, intellectual, funny, warm, even though you don't like to admit it, <laughs> warm, <laughs> and you love to dance. Oh my gosh. Look at that. That's amazing. I mean, so what you could do, cause if you, cause, cause I know Marina, you're not comfortable with this. So you could literally say my, you know, my friends, my friends describe me as intelligent, funny, warm, and as a good dancer. And I do love to dance. Like you could literally, that could be a sentence that tells people that gives such a snapshot of you. Right. Like, Yes. I, I don't know everything about yeah. you, but even just that one sentence, I'm like, okay, I'm getting some information here that is actually meaningful, right? Because then, the, so that's the first thing. Like I said, you can do that in one sentence, as we just demonstrated. <laughs> and then the second thing is, this is how I live my life or what I love to do, right? So like, I actually just added that in already with, because, and I love, and I do love to dance. So you could actually leave it at if you wanted to on a really, if you want to be really, really <laughs> succinct, but you could also think of, okay, well, what are 
three to five activities that I genuinely spend my time doing. Not like aspirationally, because that's a lot of people do online, but like really what do I enjoy doing, right? And just pick a few of those and put it in a sentence, right? Like I love dancing, taking long walks with my dog, watching Netflix on, you know, on the co- on the couch on a Friday night, whatever it is, but it should be authentic to you. And the more specific it is to you, the better. Again, one, one sentence. Okay. <laughs> the next, the third thing is, <laughs> yes, Jenny with the notes. <laughs> the third thing is, this is who I hope to meet. Okay. So this is literally a, a, just like you did a brainstorm of your of the of you, the, your adjectives. What are some of the adjectives that would describe somebody that you want to meet? Right? Do you want to meet somebody who's kind, who's funny, who's um, you know who's adventurous, who's spiritually wait, whatever it is? Right? No big. <laughs> oh, and also nothing in your not right and now. also nothing in your profile about what you don't <laughs> want. Okay, that's also very important. And you, oh, okay, I'm I know joking. you're joking, joking, but it's an course. important thing to mention because people do it and you know, it, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Remember this. The only reason I keep saying this is because my friend Lois, who is also a caregiver recently, like was like, oh, Marina, it's been a while. So you need to make sure you have someone who has like, uh, she's like, you need to get a white guy with this, like a small penis. I was like, oh my God. And she's Irish. So she was saying that. And I was like, why are you saying this to I me? I don't know why she's Please saying this stop. to me. She should stop. <laughs> she's like, you need to exercise your vagina properly. I was like, That's all right, true. cut you I off. I don't know what she is. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> that okay, sounds anyway, like a personal issue. <laughs> but <Yes. laughs> um, So again, you just want to like pick a few of those, pick a few of those adjectives. Like I hope to meet someone who is like blah, 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 right? Something and think about it this way. You want somebody to read your profile and to say, oh, that sounds like me, right? Or she's not looking for me. (laughs) Like it should be clear, right? Um, And then that's the third thing. The fourth thing, don't be broke. Can you is put it that? okay to say? Is it okay to say? Yeah, I, I don't want to say that, but like, is it okay to say? I hope to meet someone who is actually single. <laughs> no, it's not okay to say that. Okay, because it's because okay. because this because you know this because you've been online and so you know when people it's like okay like when you come across a profile and I know you've seen this of a dude who's like I don't want any drama. If you're about drama, if you're about da 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 da, yes, right. Yes. Does that is that you're like oh I'm not about drama great I want to go out with this yeah that's right no no I don't like them yeah it's a total turn off yeah. it completely repel because you know if somebody is going on and on about drama that then it's like oh you have a lot of drama a lot of drama okay yeah. you're drama <laughs> right <laughs> and so just like what you say I want somebody who actually is actually single it's like oh you you be messing around with a lot of nonsense is what it telegraphs, right? When you mm, say things like that. Okay. So we don't want to put any of that in your profile. You want to speak to the person that you want to meet. The person that you want to meet is single. Period. Yes. So yes. we we don't need to we don't need to qualify that, right? So and you also don't even need to specify single because it's it is implied. What you can say is like if you know um and this again, you know, this is going to be different for different people. But if you know that you're looking for a, a long-term committed relationship, you know, you can say, I'm somebody who's ready to, who's ready for a committed partnership. You can say something like that, right? Somebody who's, who um, is at a point in their life where they're ready to build 
a relationship with another person, like say things like that, but don't say you better actually be single, right? There's just a very different energy to it, right? Yes. Okay. Um, (laughs) And so, and that's the thing people don't understand, like, just as when you meet a person and you get an energy and you get a vibe, people get an energy and a vibe, you get it too. You look at somebody's profile and you get a vibe, right? And so what's the vibe that your profile is, is, is emanating? And is that the vibe that is actually speaking to the kind of person that you want to meet? Um, and that's, that's just a, an important question to ask. Okay. So the fourth thing is, this is what I'm, this is what I want to experience with this person. So I just gave an example of that, right? Like, because you, because you can also kind of fold this into one sentence, like I just did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I said, efficiency. <laughs> um, but it doesn't have to be like I'm looking for the love of my life. I mean, it could also just be like I'm looking for some. I'm I you know I hope to meet someone who, who's ready to build a genuine connection. Somebody who's ready to, um, you know, uh, well, actually, it, it, I'm I'm kind of talking specifically to the two of you, but just to make it more broad, not everybody's looking for a relationship, but you're also not looking for just a hookup, right? And so you could even say right. that, you know, I'm looking for someone who actually wants to build something, even if it doesn't last forever, right? Like, so you're 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 being very authentic about what you're seeking, okay, and not in a mm-hmm. like. I want to get married and have five kids tomorrow way because that's a lot of pressure, right? But you're just being very clear. Like I am looking for something that is significant. Somebody I hope, I'm hope to meet somebody who's ready for this. Um, and then the last thing, the fifth thing is, this is why you should contact me. And it's just a really simple little sentence that you can put on the end of your profile just to give that little, you know, call to action, right? And it can be, it can be funny. Marina, break, make it funny as hell. It can be like, you can contact me if, and then, um, or, or I'm sorry, let me, let me phrase this differently. Um, you, you know, it, you could make it as simple as if this resonates with you, or if this sounds like you, then, you know. I'd love to meet. I would love to talk to you or something like that. Um, you could make it funny. I mean, I'm not trying to be funny. This is, this is not a funny, funny joke. Just I'm not a comedian. <laughs> but like, even it, it could be something silly. It could be whimsical. It could be like, if you're down to find the best margarita in town with me, <laughs> you know, or if you're down to like, you know, hit the top 10 best food trucks in the city with me, then, you know, hit me up. I think we'd get along. Just, it could be that simple. Like it doesn't have to be like, and here's the reason that you should contact me because I'm this and I'm that. And you know what I mean? Like, no, no, no. You already went through all of that. I just, I just looked at one of my lines of what I enjoy as activities. And it says so much to keep people away from me. (laughs) It says, it says riding my bike is the most enjoyable when it's safe when it's safe in the what city, mean? it sounds like I'm like, well, I am a little crazy when it comes to like safety. And my sister called me a black parent. <laughs> so that, <laughs> that shouts out from that line, right? It should just say, I, I just should have left it at riding my bike is the most enjoyable. I, I should just left it. Yeah, at that, Or right? like, I love riding my bike. I love riding my bike. Yeah, in the when city. it's like, safe in the city is a bit it's, much. It's just, well, it's just, it, you know, Actually, this is a good point. I'm glad you're sharing this. It's just also just a little confusing because like you just like just reading that sentence, I'd be like, (laughs) what what does she mean safe? Does she mean like weather? Does she mean crime? Does she mean traffic? Like, 
It says here, in a relationship, I put my name as Yvette, by the way. That's my middle name. I share that with the world here, <laughs> but I don't usually share that. Um, in a relationship, Yvette looks for honesty, kindness, and intelligence. That doesn't say nothing about building a relationship. Well, it doesn't. And wait, did you did you refer to yourself in the third person? It says in a it says it's it, that's what they. Give oh, that's like in a the oh, oh 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 yeah. Silver yeah. singles makes it into a sentence that. And it says looks for honesty, kindness, and intelligence. That doesn't really. Yeah, I mean, say that I want anyone. It's 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 that's not that's not a terrible line, but it's just that's their prompt, you know. So you're following the prompt. I mean, that's another reason mm-hmm. why I actually like Bumble because you don't because even like Hinge has a lot of prompts. And a lot of those prompts. Yeah, I'm going to ask you about Hinge because I read yeah. this book with another comedian called How Not to Die Alone, and they were really pushing pushing Hinge. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people like Hinge um, because it's, well, first of all, just reputationally, it has a bit more of a serious reputation. Now, even on Tinder, half the people on Tinder are looking for a committed partnership, and there's only like 20% that are looking for something totally casual. So even on Tinder, people are actually looking for relationships, but Hinge is, this is all reputational. This is just the people's impression, right? So reputationally Hinge has that, you know, really that reputation that people are looking for relationships and people also like that they do have prompts and that it makes it simpler for them. So they don't have to think of a whole profile to write. Um, but the challenge with it is that a lot of their prompts are just so un- so disconnected from anything meaningful that I'm just like, oh, so it's like, oh, do you prefer mountains or beach? And it's like, I mean, okay, now you know somebody prefers the beach to mountains. How is that helpful in like assessing any type of like? What you just said about this connection between humans is so important because I do like this one article they put in about what's going to happen is that they're going to let AI trained avatars go on dates for you. What do you think about that? Headline is very clickbaity. It's not that the it's not that the it's yes. not that they are going on dates for you. It's that they are having a conversation that basically like your AI avatars are talking online to see if like okay this seems like a good match and we should meet basically. So it's 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 a little bit like the AI being like a little bit of maybe of like a matchmaker for you or a little online Cyrano de Bergerac, you know, Bergerac type of vibes. Um, but um, I mean, I don't love that. You know, I think it's it's a it's a larger it, it's um it's just a it's a symptom of a larger problem, which is how we collectively think about relationships and what it takes to build relationships. Um, and I mean, we definitely are letting this younger generation down if they feel so unequipped to have conversations with people that they are are going to hide behind AI. Um, having said that, I'm not anti AI. And AI is already fully in effect on dating apps. It's you're you're not everybody is not getting shown the same profiles. You're not even if you have the same parameters put in, right? You're not. <laughs> so everyone, you know, so the AI is already fully at work. It's just now, ha- in terms of it actually representing you, is that's a new twist. But it was inevitable, um, and it just, you know, I, I just feel even more. Um, passionate about helping people to build healthy dating skills because helping 
dating skills are actually relationship skills. And this is another thing that people don't understand. They think that it's about finding that perfect person. And when you find the perfect person, then everything magically works out. But no, relationships require skills, the skills of being vulnerable, communicating, compromising, of having healthy boundaries, respecting other people's boundaries. Like, you know, all there's there's a whole foundational element that dating, even though it's triggering, it gives you an opportunity <laughs> to practice and to really hone these skills. So when you get into a committed relationship, you're not now like, oh shit, now I got to figure out how to be vulnerable. Now I got to figure out how to, how to communicate. <laughs> now I got to figure out how to tell this person how I really feel. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> you think he's, you know, yes. if you couldn't do that before, you think it's going to be easy now? No, it's not. You know, what's <laughs> interesting. Oh, Jenny, go ahead and ask your question. I'm sorry. I had to interrupt it. Oh, no, I, um, I was saying that in Hinge and you, I was just, just talking to the prompts and not being really disjointed. Because there is a, there's an opportunity to leave a voice memo of something that you like. And so, um, every single guy, if, even though the voice memo prompt is like, what do you think about the Yankees? Let's say that's the prompt, right? Their, their voice memo is like, I'm just, I just want you to be true with yourself. Be honest with you. Be honest with yourself. Be yourself. <laughs> Don't be, yo, you be honest. Be yourself. They all sound like that too. I just need you to be honest <laughs> with yourself and with other people and we be aight. <laughs> and I'm like, what's that about the Yankees? I want to talk yeah. about Jeter. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So disjointed. I mean, the good news is that the ones that are not for you are very obvious. So that's good. So you could be like, oh, yeah, we're not a match and I can move on. Yeah. I just, I, I just think that the guy that I'm probably supposed to be with looks nothing like I imagine. And that like what Jenny was saying about that photograph. I used to always think the photograph, if I, in my mind, if we pictured well together, it was going to work. Mm hmm. Like, if the photograph, if we look like a cute couple, it was going to work. Like, what do you have to say about women who are still holding on to the past relationship and, and, and trying to move on? Yeah. Like, some of us are still holding on to that ex. Mm -hmm. I, I talked to a few comic friends who haven't let go of that ex. Like, how do you, yeah. you can't do both, you right? You can't do both. It's, it's really hard. So the first thing is to make, well, obviously different situations. Sometimes people are, are, they're not over the ex because they're, they still have feelings for them. They still have regret. They still wish the relationship was happening. Some people aren't over the ex because they feel angry. They feel, you know, taken advantage of, and they can't let go of that bitterness or that regret. You know, there's different reasons. Some people feel like that was their one chance of love and now they've lost it. So they're going to be alone forever. So the, the first thing is to ask yourself, well, what is the story that I'm telling myself about this past relationship? That is, that's that, like, what is the story? What's the narrative, mm. right? Because that's the starting point. Because if the, the narrative is, because I'll say like for me, the ex that I had the hardest time getting over what, getting over, and it took me years because I was not, <laughs> I wasn't where I am now. <laughs> um, and I, it, and the narrative was, I finally met someone great and it didn't work out. And that was it. That was it for me. Like, I'm never, I'm never going to meet anyone else like that again. And the truth is, you are never going to meet anyone exactly like your ex again because no one, there two pe people are not interchangeable, <laughs> right? But once I was able to take 
to really take the beautiful things about the relationship and integrate them as like, okay, now I understand. Like, like one thing about that past relationship that was so game-changing for me at the time is that he and I were like such great friends. Like we were the, like we were just each other's, while we were dating, we were each, and actually before we were dating, we started dating because we worked together and we became oh, work wow. friends. And then we just were so obsessed with each other. It was like, now, like, we were hanging out after work. Now we're just, like, talking to each other all the time. And then eventually we're just like, okay, like, this is undeniable. Like, we were just so into each other. And so for me, just having, like, that friendship and that passionate romance together was, like, I'd never experienced that before. And so it took me a long time to believe that I could have that again with someone else. But then I started to realize, okay, those were the amazing elements But then there were also other elements that weren't amazing. Why didn't the relationship work out, right? What can I learn from that? Like, what can I, what, because some of the reasons that relationship didn't work out had to do with him and some of them had to do with me, right? And so I had to look at the things that had to do with me. And I, once I was able to challenge this narrative that I'm never going to have this kind of love again and say, well, okay, this was an important relationship. And there's part of me that's always going to love that person. And that's a beautiful thing. And I can be grateful for it. And I can move on and open my heart to receive love from someone new. And so that's really important is just to understand, number one, what's the story you're telling yourself, right? Are you willing to challenge that story? Um, Are you willing to forgive yourself? Forgive your ex? I know you're like, no, I'm not. I've never been wrong. So here's the thing. I mean, do you want do you want <laughs> all relationships, even even in an extreme example, like even in a, an extreme example where if you were with somebody who treated you terribly, right? And you can just mm. fill in the blank as to whatever that is. There was part of you that co-signed that situation for until you did, right? And so yeah. you have to give love to that and compassion coming back full circle. I always come back to this, to that compassion to that part of yourself and send that part of yourself love. Because if you don't do that, then what's going to happen is that you're going to just probably unconsciously continue to play out that same pattern. Right. And so it's like, yes. oh, wait, there's part of me that clearly doesn't think I deserve somebody who really values me because I spent a lot of time and a lot of emotional energy on somebody who does, who demonstrated that they did, right? Or they didn't consistently value me. I didn't have the emotional safety. Maybe you didn't have the physical safety. Whatever that is that you know is like not okay. Now you can send love to your part of your, that part of yourself that tolerated that, but now start to create a better, bigger, higher vision for yourself, right? So, well, I know that I don't want that. What do I want? How can I open myself up and align myself to receive that? Because if you want somebody who's going to honor you and love you and adore you, but you do not honor, love, or adore yourself. That's right. It's, it's not a match. I used to always say, you can't, people fix relationships. They don't fix themselves. You got to fix yourself first. Quick question. Like, what do you do? I'm speaking for myself. When you find yourself jaded. Yeah. Like, you're just like. I, I wrote a whole book about these idiots. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm going on stage and I'm, and now I'm trying not to be cynical. I don't want to be cynical, yeah. even though I'm making money being cynical about it. Yeah. But I don't want to be cynical. I don't want to be cynical about it because I really do want love and I really do want that. And I feel that I deserve it. 
But I now I just it's almost like a once bitten twice shy. Like the last guy I saw, I gave him a key to my apartment way too soon, way too soon. I had to change the locks, mm. everything. I'm like, now I'm never gonna get. Now I feel like, oh my god, I can never give anybody a key again. And and I know that's not true, but I think it's everything she just said about changing the narrative. Yeah, I guess yeah. of each story, especially the last guy. Like it's not really just that. Like be kind to yourself, Jenny. Yeah. And you learned from that situation. Are you being kind to yourself, Jill? You learned from that situation. You're like, oh, I'm just I, having a really hard time. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, listen, and I, your vulnerability is so beautiful, by the way, and I really want to applaud it because it's not easy. No, it isn't. It's not easy to talk about this. And this is so, and like I said, I talk to people about their relationships and their dating situations every day. So I, 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 I know how hard it is. I don't take it for granted that you're sharing. Um, and I know the audience doesn't either. So thank you for being that vulnerable voice that people can really relate to and connect with. Um, so no, it, this audience is very used to me crying on this. So. Show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but 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 you but I, I mean, look, you're in. Th there are a number of of people who kind of do what you do, right? Where it's like you lean into the cynicism, you lean into the humor of it, you lean into the challenge of dating and you talk about it. And it definitely can be something that becomes more of a self-fulfilling prophecy because you're identifying so strongly with your past experience that it's like, it's not just, an ex it's not just past experience. It's like identity, right? It comes on the level of your identity, mm -hmm. how you actually see yourself. So how you see yourself fundamentally romantically that is what I would really encourage you to reflect on and to really ask yourself, well, what is, what is the romantic identity that I want to have? Because if you see yourself as somebody who struggles with love, if you see yourself as someone who can't make connections, if you see yourself as someone who makes bad choices in relationships, if you see that as an ongoing, like not just, oh, that's what I did in the past, right? And I, but I've learned from that. So now I'm able to transcend that, those old patterns because I, I know better now, right? And I'm making different choices now. If you don't kind of make that shift to starting to see yourself differently, then it, how could you not be cynical? I don't know how you could not be cynical, right? And so I think right now you're at, you have um, an opportunity in front of you, right? To start to say, okay, these are the things that have happened right? But I've had all these experiences. I know myself. I've learned so much. And I know that going back to what I said at the beginning, what is the universe you believe? Do you believe that God gave you this desire and this capacity for love and connection and intimacy to then just be like, but you don't get to have it, right? I see it as something that is available to everyone, and it's actually just about troubleshooting how are we blocking it from coming into our lives? What are the choices that we're making that are misaligned with what we actually want? So making choices that are misaligned with what you want is going to result in, in outcomes that you do not want. But if you identify with those outcomes and say, those, out, that's, those outcomes are me, it's like, you're totally, no, those outcomes are not you. Those are just effects of past causes. You want new effects. You now get to be causal in your love life, just like you have been in so many other parts of your life. Because if you didn't, you wouldn't be here, right? You wouldn't be successful. You wouldn't be the amazing person that you are. So love is your birthright. 
all of the love that you will ever experience and have ever experienced is inside of you. It doesn't come from other people. With other people, we just open our hearts to some and we close our hearts to others, <laughs> right? And so our experience of love is being triggered by our reactions to other people. But if you can become even more grounded in the love within yourself and feeling that, honoring it, acknowledging it, then it'll start to spread. You know, you said something so important because I think one of the things that we should have started with, but we don't have time for, but we we have to have you back. Yes. <laughs> um, um, but both Ginny and I are breast cancer survivors yeah. or surviving. I Sometimes I hate saying survivors because that, you yes. know, the ones who passed doesn't mean they didn't survive. It just, you know, it's what it is. We are currently um, cancer free. Yes. Yeah, I'm currently, currently, you know, cancer free but you know we have a lot of that goes with that and uh when you talk about the love inside of us that that trauma of going through that that has to still heal mm, i think mm -hmm. and that is part of opening ourselves up what everything you just said is why it's maybe probably just a little more difficult for us you know what i'm saying yeah. because when you feel like you had a cancer inside of you Right. It it feels like your body in itself was rejecting and, 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 and fighting against you. It's like, why is my body betraying mm. me? That love. Mm -hmm. It's like, why is my body not loving me anymore? Mm. And maybe answering that first healing in that way can lend itself to you dating and being more. Oh, see, I see the tears because I'm, this is where it really is. Because what you said just spoke to me so clearly that we are both breast cancer survivors seeking love and you know and that's in, a in whole my, other episode it is huh? and in my, and i'll just say this in my and you tell me if i should or not say this in my profile i always said i'm a x many year breast cancer survivor there are no inappropriate questions when it comes to that because i do want to always make that a teachable moment is that wrong to put that in there so soon in a, in a profile or yeah I mean, I, I, I don't say, I, I wouldn't say it's wrong. It's obviously a personal decision. I mean, I think in general, I, I mean, I don't even want people to include their jobs in their profiles personally, mm. just because okay. there's just, it just gives too much opportunity for people to now put you in a box and make a bunch of assumptions and da, da, da. And that's why I really just focus more on um, giving a sense of yourself, your personality, right? Like some of the things that you enjoy, who you're looking for, right? Like that, that's why, you know, the profile is just a snapshot. It's just a snapshot, Got it. right? Got However, it. and I, I do have to point this out, this article that um, one of my in assistants put in, Datability's new dating app helps disabled and chronically ill find love. I found this such a great yeah. article written by Forbes mm -hmm. that you got to check out. For those with a disability or long-term health condition, discriminatory attitudes, worries about when to discuss a disability to a partner and digital platform, inaccessibility can all contribute to troubles with online dating. Existing dating apps specifically for disabled people tend to have a low volume of profiles and are susceptible to scams. Now, the Datability, the world's first modern uh, disabled dating app, that's what it's called, Datability, is working to change these odds for good. So I encourage you, if you are listening to this and you have that and you are curious, you know, check that yeah. out. 
see, try it. You know, it, it gets to the, to the root of it right away. Yeah. So, you, you know, you don't have to disclose it because that's what the app is for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because, you know, so... I do. I think that I is. think There's that's something I for think everyone. That's, you know, I'm not. I'm not always a fan of niche apps, um, mm-hmm. um, but I am in certain cer- certain cases. Like I'm not. When I say niche, I mean like um, like this is great, right? I love this. Um, I because I because there is a real need for it because people mm-hmm. are very discriminatory against people who have any type of disability, and so yes, like especially after COVID. Right? I mean, yeah. we all yeah. Have, yeah. So <laughs> I I love this. You know, um, when. So this type of app I love. I don't I don't love so much to like, you know, I don't know. There's like an farmers.com or or there's there there's like there's like, you know, apps for like people who are pet owners. And it's like, I mean, that's fine, but like is that really about compa- anyway, but my point is that, you know, this again it goes back to identity, you know, and like I said, I I I first of all, I um I applaud you both for your vulnerability and what you've been through. And I honor what you've been through and I see you as perfect and whole and healthy period. Thank you. Um, and I, That's- I've worked with people who've had very serious, you know, cancers, other situations, you know, all sor- really serious trauma, like all sorts of trauma, mm-hmm. assault, mm-hmm. abuse, all sorts of things. And Yes, these things are, um, and no one is trauma free. By the way, <laughs> we all had trauma right, of, of right. some of some degree. But um, yes, but you know, like I was saying, you know, Jenny about identity. It's just the the importance of like, is this who I am? Is this who I am? Is this who I am? Is it who I, I am? Answer that on the next the episode. episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Episode, yeah. So I, I would just encourage just, any. Yeah. Just ask yourself any any. Here, okay, I'll I'll leave it with this. I know we need to wrap up. So I I always encourage people to write down what is it that you believe about love as it pertains to you specifically, right? So, because people, because I used to just say, like, what do you believe about love? And people would be like, oh, I believe that love is the greatest force in the universe. I'm like, okay, great. Do you, how does that apply to your life? I'm like, well, not to me. I'm like, okay, so how did, uh, you know, so like literally just, uh, I like people to come up with at least 20 things. Just push yourself to brainstorm. Like, what are 20 things that I believe to be true about love when it comes to me? And this is about, mm-hmm. you know, finding it, keeping it, who you're, you know, who you're attractive to, who you're attracted to, all of those things, right? Any obstacles that you see that's going to make love harder for you. And for all of those things, then ask yourself, Number one, do I want this to be true? Not is it true, not is my experience or evidence, because if humans, our confirmation bias is amazing. We will make ourselves right about whatever we believe. Like that is part of our just our base programming, right? So (laughs) the question is, do I want this to be true? If the answer is yes, then great, move on. If the answer is no, then the next question is, am I willing to consider the possibility that it's not? Or that it won't always be, right? It's like, like I said, with um, online dating as a black woman, I was like, that's just, I just made a decision. This isn't, these stats are not applying to me. I don't need every man. Don't look at it. I don't need every man on this dating app to want to date me because I don't want to date them either. So that's fine. That's right. right. And so I didn't, and by the way, when I, back in the day when I was on OkCupid, I was one of the most popular people on OkCupid as a black woman who's 5'11", because that's another thing. 
you know, I'm not mm. a small person. And, uh, you know, a lot of, I, so many tall women say to me, they're like, oh, I'm tall. I mean, men don't want to date tall women. People tell me, oh, men only want to date women with long hair. I'm like, okay, well, I'm bald. I'm tall. I'm, <laughs> and I'm, and I'm black and all these, like, uh, oh, well, guess what? There may be lots of men who only want to date women with long hair but men who want to date women with short hair, <laughs> that's who I care about. And those men make a beeline for me. So that's, that's like, right, you know, right. so it's just starting to challenge some of these beliefs that make love, make having the love that you want actually harder because you put this, you put an obstacle, you put an obstacle to having the love that you want by what you are identifying with. So I say this not at all to minimize what you've been through, but if you, when I hear people say things like, well, it's going to be harder for me because I always want you to just challenge that because there are a lot of women who have had breast cancer. There are a lot of women who've had all sorts of trauma who have amazing relationships, have amazing partnerships. And actually I'll leave it at this. One of my, this is a true story. One of my favorite couples that I know they've been friends with. I've been friends with them for like 15 years. They met when she was in the middle of her breast cancer treatment. She was bald. She was getting chemo. She just had a mastectomy. And her partner who she'd been with before left her because he was like, I can't deal with this. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that happens. Okay. Yes. And so she, and she wound up meeting her now husband. They've been together for years. They're an amazing couple while she was going through her treatments. Okay. And she was, that was the last thing she thought was going to happen, but she wound up meeting this amazing man. And she was like, okay, he's not going away. I'm, you know, (laughs) he's still here. He's still here. And like 15. So my point is if there are people in this world who have had breast cancer and also amazing partnerships, then why can't you be one of them? I love that. What a wonderful way to close the show. Thank you so much I am going to call you Franny because I feel like we earned that today. It's Francesca. (laughs) For those of you who want to find a Francesca Hoagie, Francesca, can you tell our listeners, can you tell them where they can find you? Yes. Yes. So I'm, I'm very easy to find because I'm actually Dear Franny everywhere. So I'm Dear Franny on all socials. I have a podcast called Dear Franny. Um, my website is francescahoogie.com. So very easy to find. So I actually have a program that's specifically about digital dating and mostly focused on dating apps and dating platforms, but also including like, you know, social platforms and all of the places where you can meet. Um, and it starts March 30th. So if people want mm. to check that out, um, I can, I can give you the links and actually, you know what, I will also give a 20% discount link for your listeners. So I, um, yeah, so I'll, I have to create it now. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to call Do they the, have, the, they have to say the, friends the, the like code us, right? will be friends or? like us. The discount code will be friends like us. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 But I'm really excited about it because it's um it's the second one of these that I've done. Um, the, the first one I did was about it's it's called activate your romantic potential. So it's for people who don't date and that's they really never have and that part of themselves is is pretty dormant. Um, and so the format is that the previous um, program and also this one is that we have four live video sessions where I work, walk you through everything, teach you everything you need to know from your profile to your photos, strategy online, communication, staying safe, all those things. Um, and you know, how to, how to pick who to 
match with all those things. Um, and then this, and then we have a month of a challenge of a live challenge where I am sending you daily prompts because I want you to actually put into action everything that you've learned in the previous month. Um, and actually go online, go on dates, see the change, see how, how you can actually like find your zone and your flow on online dating and have that support in that process. So it's called the digital dating fresh start. So yeah. With friends like us, you never have to wonder how to attract the love that you want. (laughs) And Jenny. Tell our listeners where they can find you. I'm Jenny Saldana. Find me on everything. Uh, little The Little Brown Girl Show. Please buy my book, uh, Master First Dater, Second to None on Amazon. And with friends like us, we can cry in front of each oh, other and embrace, and embrace our emotions and our vulnerabilities. Beautiful. Yes. Marina Franklin here. Just go to my website, marinafranklin.com. You probably already know I'm on tour with Sarah Silverman doing some dates. We have some dates coming up for uh, Boston. So go to my website, marinafranklin.com. And with friends like us, the love will be inside of you because you have friends like us. Yes. <laughs> yes. Check, Check us out. Check us out. Oh, am I too soon? Perfect. I think that one was perfect. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. This was wonderful. Thank you, Thank you so much.